I'm Nicole Wakeland. And I'm Eileen Falkenberg-Hull. And this is Fast Women, brought to you by Newsweek. We travel the world, stay in the best hotels, drive the newest cars, and have off-the-beaten-path adventures. And we're going to tell you all about it. Let's buckle up and hit the road. Let's hit the road. Angry Eileen. Damn it. Hit the road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Fast Women. I am Eileen Falkenberg-Hull. The person laughing on the other side of the microphone for me is Nicole Wakelin. And we are your Fast Women. This week we are covering three, one, two, three fantastic topics. We are talking about a road trip Nicole went on this week. We're talking about a road trip Nicole Mm -hmm. went on last week. And we're talking Mm -hmm. about the 50 vehicles I drove last week. 50. Only 50? Eileen, step up your game. I know, right? Only 50. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, I didn't drive every single one of the 50 that were available to me, but I did drive a large portion of them. Um, so we're going to talk about all that. That's pretty exciting, I think. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. All right, Nicole, what are we going to kick off with this week? Which which topic would you like? Of, of your two road trips, would you like road trip uh, one or road trip two? Of my two road trips. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna kick off with the one that was the the shorter road trip, but had more cars involved in it. So in the I'm in the Northeast and we have the New England Motor Press Association, finally known as NIMPA. And we do every year something called the Ragtop Ramble. And we start just south of Boston at the Lars Anderson Automotive Museum, which has all these amazing cars. We part, they have cars parked all on the lawn for us. We throw all the keys into a bucket. Everybody draws a key. And that's the first car that you drive. And then at the set, and it could be anything. So this is an automotive key party bit without the sex. Yes, there's no sex, at at least not in my experience. And I'm keeping it that way. (laughs) That's probably a good thing. Yeah. So you try. So you and it could be anything. And there's like a wide range of cars. And because they're only like the idea is ragtops to have convertibles because it's summertime. And we drive eventually all the way up to Kennebunkport, Maine and have this beautiful lunch. But the idea is to have rag tests, but there's only so many vehicles that actually are convertible. So we have some vehicles that aren't that automakers just contribute for the day that are just fun to drive. Uh, so you draw the key. You, the key you get is the key you get. You can swap with people if you want, but you know it's like just be grateful for the key you get, whether it's the most amazing car on the lawn or not the most amazing car. And then we get about halfway and we stop at this rest stop where we. it is the funniest thing. Because you pull into this rest area and it's like, oh, there's a G-Wagon, there's a Corvette, there's a Z, and there's a family in their beat-up Toyota Sienna going, where are all these cars coming from? It's because they're using (laughs) the rest area, right? So anyway, so we start off in Boston, like right outside of Boston. And the first key, I drew a really good first key. I had the Nissan Z. You like the Nissan Z then? I do. And it, okay, first of all, and I don't, unfortunately, I didn't have, there was no Monroney in it. So I don't have all the details that I should on this, but it was this unbelievably beautiful blue color. It was this vibrant metallic blue and the inside was also blue. I am absolutely a sucker for a car that has an interior that's like an odd color. Like when they're the bright reds, the bright blues, sometimes like yellow seatbelts or whatever. This thing was beautiful. So I was so excited to get a chance to drive this because I've not driven it before. Um, it is fun. It is a really fun car. We enjoyed this. And you don't drive with someone from Nissan. Like you don't drive with another journalist. You drive with another OEM rep. But our rule is you can't, the OEMs can't ride in their own car. We make everybody have a little bit of fun. So who did you so ride with? I drove Nissan. with Kimberly. I drove with Kimberly from Toyota. Oh, I love um, Kimberly from Toyota. She's wonderful. Kimberly from Toyota is fun. amazing. So we had a fantastic time. We really, really did have a good time. So we start off in this. Uh, we 
end up driving up. It's it has like plenty of power. It's actually a sports car, but you know some sports cars can be very very harsh. They're almost they're they're like you don't want to drive them for 150 miles. You know you want to drive them for a little bit and drive them really fast, and then you're like I'm done. Let me get into something nicer to take on a road trip. This is a really smooth car, Eileen. Like you could drive this. I did not feel. Other than the power and the handling and that it was nice to drive, you didn't have that like tiny cramped little sports car vibe. Have you driven the Z yet? I have. I actually drove it for the Autos Awards. I was actually going to mention it. Um, Ah. I had a similar feeling. So it's beautiful, right? I love, we had a bright red one. It was gorgeous. Um, It's got plenty of power. I agree with you on that. It is spacious on the interior. I agree with you on that. Now, I drove it in roads around Detroit. (laughs) Michigan is not known for being sports car friendly in a number of aspects. Um, And I will have to say it rode like a tin can around Michigan. (laughs) I was driving. I'm like, oh, my God. Like every bump was a separate thought for me. And most of them were that I should be wearing a sports bra. Um, Oh, that's never good. (laughs) No, it was. And it was like it was it was kerthunking. And it was like it was not the fault of the car. It was the fault of the road. And so I was just like the whole time I drove it. So we drove it like an 11 mile loop. And I was just like. I wish I could take this like somewhere like the coast of, of Boston and like Boston up to Kennebunkport where it is smooth and it is nice. And you could just like haul a little bit around corners as long as there's no like New England cops waiting for you mm-hmm. or like take it to like Angeles Crest in California like that, which that's where the car's made for. Right. It's not made for right. Michigan as you go over the bumps. It like, is it's not. not that. Definitely not. So, um, it is. It is made for cruising on open stretches of twisty, turny roads where you can just have some fun. Right. And I did drive a pre-production model. I should be very clear about that. So it was actually mine said pre-production as well. So so I did catch that. We do need to note that because, you know, that that generally means it's like 99% there, but there's some seals that might not be 100% or, you know, like some switches might not be 100%. And so they do caveat it a little bit with that. Um, But I, I... I think it had plenty of power. I really enjoyed the looks of it. And I, I too, ours had like a black interior, but um, it's really pretty. It's a really pretty a car. Blue interior. There was also one there that was yellow, like a really bright yellow. And mm. I don't know what the interior of that one was, but that blue, I would go for that blue all day, any day. It was so beautiful. And just opening up and just uh, the blue seats. It was beautiful. It's it, it such would, a pretty car. It would look so good in your driveway next to your Jeep, which has blue it accents. Would. It, it would, yeah, it would kind of come, it would like match with a little blue tow hooks on the Jeep. They could, they could be friends. They could have chats. I'll put a word in with your husband. I'll let him know. Okay. I, I helped pick yeah. out your Christmas presents the last two years. I feel like this could be for this year. <laughs> you might be like, Eileen, you went from showing me this really cool card that pops up with Darth Vader and Star Wars to car that may be a little bit of a leap. Actually, that was for Valentine's Day, I think. I think I picked out your Valentine for this year. So, you know, Russ and I are simpatico. I enjoy him, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So moving on. So, okay. So you traded in the Nissan Z for what? Okay. So you get to the rest stop and then the wrangling begins because like you, the first time you throw all the keys into a bucket and you take out whatever key you get. But the second time you arrive at this rest stop and you swap with each other. So you're like, I've got this. I've got that. What do you want? And I was perfectly prepared like i know i had a car that a lot of people really haven't driven yet right and i'm like i will take whatever car like if somebody has one that's like a less desirable i'm happy to swap with them to give someone a chance at one of the cool kid cars right so i'm all ready to do this but before i'd even gotten there for the great swap Stephen ewing from um cnet came out to do our drive Very he came cool. out just I for like this Steven which was awesome to wow. have him out here and he happened to get the g-wagon and when he saw that i had the z he said Oh, I really wanted to drive that. And I didn't know what he had. And I was like, oh, I said, 
Stephen, I would give it to you right now, but I haven't driven it before. But you know what? I'll just swap with whatever you have. I'll just take it when we get to the rest area. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll just swap with you. You can have this. He's like, okay. I'm like, so what am I getting? He's like, a G wagon. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I didn't have to swap down. I still did pretty good. <laughs> Question: Did you have to swap Kimberly as well, or did you not have to swap Kimberly? Because I think it's important that people understand that you know we're not trading humans necessarily all the can time swap around with that kind of thing if you want but no i kept kimberly for the whole drive and she continued on in the g-wagon with me and it was fantastic because you know, it's not like she's been in a g-wagon either she works for toyota it's not part of their product lineup so we spent half the drive she was playing with all the massaging seats oh my god it was so funny she's like i don't like this one she's like doing all the seat settings and okay can i just say have you been in a g-wagon i think you probably have I right have, eileen yeah, i have the head, the headrests actually are like these little like magical pillows. They're the softest, cushiest headrest I've ever experienced in my entire life. Like you put your head back and I'm like, this literally feels like I put my head down on a pillow in a fancy hotel. I don't know what magic Mercedes used on these headrests, but we're both like, oh, this is really nice. I'm like, as the driver, I cannot put my head back on this because it would make me want to take a nap. So in a heartbeat the s class is the same way the mercedes-benz s class has those like really fancy schmancy pillows on them and i will say this having been in bentley's last week during our test drive and tried out their pillows versus the mercedes pillows mercedes has superior pillows and but this is just a headrest it's yeah, not yeah. like a removable no, 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 pillow no, no. just it's, a pillowy yeah, headrest thing pillowy yeah headrest is far superior mercedes vehicles and this is the most bougie conversation that we've had in a while but it, it is, is like opt for the mercedes pillow headrest over the bentley pillows headrest yeah for those of you that are looking at spending several hundred thousand dollars on on a car there's your advice for the week <laughs> um so we played around with that super fun to drive and it was funny because it has so much power and it's such a burly car i was trying to pull out like a part of the drive as we continue from sort of our midpoint just over the new hampshire border up to to maine we go to the colony hotel and traffic can get a little heavy on the highway and i was accelerating to just merge into traffic and it accelerated so aggressively like my easy pass goes shooting off the dashboard it was like whoa like i'm like sorry i did not mean to do that but that was kind of fun just the same driver's error can be a good time yeah, it was like driver's error, directly, but yeah. not disappointed that I made that error. So then, so we we continue to drive up the coast and you get closer into Maine. And when you start getting there, we stopped at some place that I totally have to mention. So I think poor Kimberly is like, do we have time? I'm like, girl, we got plenty of time, but you're driving with me and I am not just following the drive route. That's just madness. That, that would so, never happen. Never happen. Right? So we're driving along and we see this really cute place and it is in Wells, Maine, and it's called Brood Awakenings. It's a coffee shop. It's this adorable looking coffee shop that has a little sketch of a woman who looks like she's sipping a coffee from the 1950s. So I miss it initially. And I'm like, we have to go there. And I'm like, pull a U-turn in the local post office right down the street. And we pull into this little coffee shop. Can I just tell you it's the most adorable place ever? And if we are ever up that way together, Eileen, we totally have to stay. First off, there's a turquoise F100 from 1963 sitting in front of it. It's part of the decor. I'm in already. They apparently got this and it was in terrible rough shape. Her and her husband, with the help of a mechanic for some of the more technical stuff, they refurbed this whole thing. Oh, it I is, see it. I'm looking at their Facebook page. I see it. That's adorable. Isn't it beautiful? And I don't know if there's pictures of the interior, but even the interior, it's absolutely gorgeous. And it sits like right out in front of the coffee, sh coffee shop. And all that turquoise stuff, that's kind of like the potted plants are in turquoise planters. It's sort of their theme, this turquoise and pink theme. But the, the 
the F100 sitting out there alone. I'm like, coffee and a really cool vintage truck. Where? We're turning back around and getting some coffee. So we turned back around, got the coffee. That's how I found out about the truck, like what she was saying, how it was restored, because the woman was super nice. Um, and she and her husband run this business. And there's an Airbnb that's sort of like attached to it. So imagine the front looks like a little cottage and the back there's this like refurbished barn and a larger part. Their Airbnb is called Seize the Day Cottage, but it sees like the water, S-E-A-S. I feel like we need to go here. This is like a sign. You and I need to do a road trip this fall. Oh my gosh. Where we 100%. Like this is well, up our alley. And I know what guy. Right? I feel like this is, I feel like we can make this happen. Right? So this is a little cottage. It is, it, it looks so cute. And then when you walk around back, Eileen, they have a little pen with goats. I see that. I see that on their Facebook page. The goats were were just born uh, July 1st, 2020. Millie and Mabel are the goats. Oh, my gosh. They also have fresh eggs. You can ask for slash stop by their coop. Yeah, there's a chicken coop with eggs. There's like. This is America. Like, this is not, this is the America we all talk about wanting. I love this place. And it was even like cool things. Like, so in the front, there's like maybe, I don't know, three or four tables, like where you can sit and drink your coffee out front. They painted the tables with uh, that chalk paint. So you can write on the tables and doodle. And this was the cutest place. The woman was so nice. The coffee was fantastic. I got an iced latte because it was actually a legit heat wave up here. It was something like 98 degrees. My face was melting. I'm like, I want an iced coffee really really good super nice couple and they've you know they've they've taken this they've sort of been they've lived here for a little while now their dad i think she said her dad originally had the place and they've been gradually sort of been morphing it and adding to it and creating this whole airbnb and little coffee shop out front so this is literally a couple that has turned this building into their own little business it is the cutest thing ever like i would stop there every single time i'm up that way because it's not that far from where i live in southern new hampshire adorable rude awakenings it was the cutest place i've ever been to and they even have a little picture of two little bagels and it says like on this they've drawn on the side of the building and it says you're my everything get it like an everything bagel it's cute it is it's cute. a it amused me so um but yeah so this was so that was my like random like hey wait we're stopping here and we stopped they were probably there like 20 minutes i'm like look at the truck oh my god look at the goats oh my gosh look at the chickens i need some coffee it was fantastic that is right up your alley so when we get back we'll talk about where you went from brood awakenings the mecca of all things cute adorable and wonderful and tasty and talk about where you went from there and then we'll chat a little bit about the autos that i drove last week and follow up by the second road trip you took over the last week because you are a road tripping lady we'll be right back (laughs) all right we are back we are fast women and we are talking to nicole about her lovely little road trip from Boston to Kennebunkport. Now, Kennebunkport yes. is one of my favorite little small towns on the coast. It is the, it, it is adorable. It is also the uh, historic home of the Bush family. Yes, yes. Bushes, the 41 and 43. And um, they are, well, one of them goes there still. The other one is interred in Houston. But that's beside the point. <laughs> so he's no, I mean, unless he's haunting there, which Lord, I hope not. It is a lovely property. Um, but they, you, so you, we're last in Wells, Maine. We, we caught up with you yes. going to Brood Awakenings, which you and I are going to visit together at some point. And now you are back on the road. You are on your way yes. to Kennebunkport. Where did you stop next? Okay, so we're not that far from Kennebunkport when you're in Wells. So we drive up to the Colony Hotel, which is this giant, beautiful, I think really old school, like when people used to leave the city and go 
vacation out in the country for several months to get away from the heat and the stink of the city many, many years ago. And it's this beautiful, beautiful, big white hotel. When you walk in the front doors, it's this huge porch. You go right through the lobby and it's just ocean behind you. It's beautiful. So it's right on the water. And this is where we always finish up our drive and we go out back and we have because it's, you know, New England Motor Press. And when you're in New England, especially in Maine, what do you eat? You eat lobster and you eat blueberry pies. So our meal is that we have lobster for everyone. You have to learn how to shuck a lobster. If you don't know how to like break it all apart out of the shell, we'll show you how. Um, we have lobster, there's clam chowder, there's chicken wings for people who are foolish and won't eat lobster. And I know because there's always somebody who's not about, no, there are people who are not about the lobster and clam chowder. Like, mm, no, I'll turn this down. I'll have a chicken wing. Chicken wings at a hotel in Kennebunkport is against my nature. I'm going to mm -hmm. tell the anchor bar. I'm going to let them know. They're going to have to have a word. I, I know. I cannot. I was horrified as well. I was horrified I, as well. But then there's people who don't like the seafood thing. And I'm like, you're making a big mistake. Unless you're allergic to selfish, try it. You're here. You're in Maine. Eat it. So anyway, so I have my lobster and I had some clam chowder. And then I saved room for the blueberry pie because blueberries are also a really big deal in Maine. And they have blueberry pies. So I had a slice of pie. They'll put ice cream on it too. Their pies are what? relatively famous, right? Like, like in the area, people know the, the colony's blueberry pie. They are the, the the colony hotel makes a really good blueberry pie. They are like well known for it, um, and we that's like that is our meal there every year, and we all look forward to the pie. And there's also. We always have a raffle. We throw our cards in a hat and some people get to go home with pie. Guess who want a pie this year? Guess who want a pie? Guess who want a pie? I know that you want a pie because you texted me as the raffle tickets were being to let me know you were anticipating winning a pie. And then you said, oh my God, I want a pie. But then you also won cannolis. Okay, so I, I kind of was gifted about. the cannoli. So here's the cannoli deal. So um, Kia had a little prize thing. They were going away. It was funny. It was like Kia and cannolis. I'm like, that should be a drive program because I would sign up for that, the Kia and Cannolis drive program. But so Kia had given away, they had a few little goodies to give away and they had boxes of, I think it was a half a dozen cannolis from another amazing place, Mike's Pastry, which is in the North End of Boston. If you've ever been in the North End in Boston and it's where all the Italian restaurants are and it's, you just pick one. Pick one, go eat. The food's going to be amazing. But afterwards, you must have an Italian dessert. You go to Mike's Pastry. And it's a place that you walk into. There is no line. There's a giant counter and a mob of people. And you kind of just keep shuffling forward until you get to the counter. And then once you're at the counter, it's a little bit, I don't know the Seinfeld reference, how many people will still remember the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. You had best know exactly what you want because the little ladies behind the counter haven't got time for you to ask questions or figure stuff out. So you go up and you're like, I'll have two of the chocolate chip cannolis and I'll have a lobster tail and I'll have this and I'll have that. And they put it in a little cardboard box and they have the string have you ever watched them wrap with string old bot? Like it's a, oh, it's like art. some little such an art. It's yeah, so and they cool. right, and so they wrap it up with string. Boom, and you have your cannoli. So Kia had, had boxes of cannoli. Well, Kimberly, my amazing drive partner, had um had cannoli, and she was worried that they would because it's a cream filling. It's not like a blueberry pie. It's a cream. She was concerned about getting them all the way home in one piece. So she said, "Do you want the cannoli?" <laughs> And I was like, do you want to give it to someone who didn't win a pie? <laughs> I mean, I have a pie. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 no. Take the cannoli. You'll take it. You take it home. Give it to your husband. Give it to your daughter. So I did. So there uh, is significantly less cannoli now than there was last night. <laughs> There'll probably be zero cannoli left by the end of the evening tonight. So I had cannoli and blueberry pie. Got to drive a G-Wagon and a Z. It was a good day. 
That's not a bad day at all. I will say that while you were talking about this, I did text Jeff from Kia and tell him that I would like his cannolis the next time I see him, (laughs) which is like a week and a half from now. I do not expect it to happen, but if it happens, I will let you know. And also, are you familiar with cannoli dip? So I don't. Yes, I. So that's 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 worth it. That's worth it. I don't know why. I know cannoli dip is good, but like I just I always have a hankering for Wegmans. Wegmans is like my go-to. You know, you know, I love Wegmans. But like you're Wegmans, Wegmans girl. Yeah. I am a Wegmans girl through and through. But they they do have a cannoli dip there, and I have been known to take it to the beach, which is like counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. But I will sit on the beach and eat cannoli dip, like the fatty on the inside. I am, and I can get so behind good. this whole plan, Eileen. I can <laughs> totally like- get behind cannoli on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you and I are going to a beach together shortly, and we can make this happen if you just want to. Oh, you by. need to buy cannoli dip you- and have cannoli dip on the beach. <gasps> this the- has to happen now the burlington massachusetts wegmans is on your way to the airport if you play it right i'm just saying i have been known to stop there on the way past your okay house. you know if i get a little cooler oh my gosh i could i could get a little cooler i could put in a little cooler by the time i arrive in atlanta i could have them oh wait i forgot we're seeing each other next week i meant santa barbara but we can do it oh santa barbara week. atlanta be super easy because it's a short trip yeah. it's like like two hours in a plane yeah. it'll survive i'm good with that i'm good with that you're okay. tasked with that if you show up for a hyundai road trip with that i will not be upset <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway so while you were doing that i was uh, yes. doing our annual testing for the newsweek autos awards so every year we give out about 20 different awards to automakers who have the best small suv best big suv best car etc we do some innovative uh technologies awards we do a lot of different things but one of the things we really want to do is drive these cars back to back so we talked to the automakers they sent us 50 of the top contenders and so over the course of two days, uh, Jake Lingaman, who is my managing editor at Autos, he and I got together and we just drove the crap out of all these cars back to back to back to back. And we drove different variations of the same one, really to get a really good picture of what we're up against. And I've got some I was impressed with, some I was disappointed by, some I thought were really cool. Mm. Um, I want to get your impressions on them, because even though you obviously don't count okay. for Autos Awards, um, you count in my heart, which is where it matters. Aww. And so. I, um, that's the important part i want to hear i want to okay. hear you think now you and i have driven some of these together so i'll say some of the ones i was most impressed with off the bat kia sportage mm-hmm. i like the sportage i liked it when, i mean when we drove that i was impressed with what it was able to do the ride the handling it is yeah i like the sportage that was that's one of my favorite cars at the moment i i i got into it and i was like yes i do like this like sometimes you get into them and you're like oh maybe my opinion wasn't right this time i got i was like yes i was right about this like so good such a good car um the bmw i4 have you had a chance to drive either of those they're both the electric four series i know <laughs> we're big fans of the four series i've driven the i4 so i first drove the i4 m50 which is like the souped up version um drove that in germany last year the i4 that mm-hmm. is the quote-unquote lesser version is the <laughs> i4 e-drive 40 which is significantly less powerful um it's still really good like i was kind of like oh are they gonna downgrade it and it's just like a four series or like a regular four series no yeah it's good um i drove it i drove it for like 10 miles i would own it in a heartbeat it's it's wow 50 ish thousand i was like i would buy this over most other i mean i'd buy it over over mustang Mach-E performance cars anything that tesla makes i am so impressed with it i love it even more um really really solid there i really need to make sure that you can drive that i'll make a call we'll see what happens um because <laughs> i think you're knowing you you're gonna love it um okay honda hrv now this is the first time i drove it oh yeah but at the launch Yes, I did drive her to the launch. Okay, I'm I'm hoping you like this one because I actually thought they made good progress with this. 
I like the HRV. She hate it. So impressed with it. It's okay. I was like, oh, please don't tell me you hate it because we are totally on the wrong page if if you hate it. (laughs) It's not just a really good HRV, which I mean, let's be honest, that bar was pretty damn low to begin with. Um, It was low. The old HRV was just not. Oh, Lord, it was not good. It was loud. It was just it was it was nothing you wanted. And there's so many options in the segment. It was awful. So I'm like, well, if they just do a little bit better. That's going to be a huge advance. But they did a lot better. It is so much better. better. It is so good. Like, not only did I like it, I would recommend it to people. And I'd recommend it Mm -hmm. alongside, like, the Subaru Crosstrek, which is a leader in that category. I mean, it is so good. The interior is good. It basically is like the Civic on the inside. Its seats are comfortable, which is good. Yes. It's got good sound deadening. I mean, it's a heck of a purchase for its price. I blown away by it like honestly that was the biggest yeah. surprise for me same I, I was i was amazed so on our drive they took us we were in the mountains and we got to do very the route took us in this very twisty turny road mm-hmm. like really like switchbacks back and forth not super tight like the kind of thing you need a sports car but still something that if your car is not handling well you're going to feel that need to slow down and like well it, i thought oh this is not going to be fun why they put us on this because they they knew what they were doing it was amazing it handled beautifully <laughs> i was all braced for like this is going to be a torturous 40 minute drive there and back and it was not a torturous 40 minute drive they gave me this like gluten-free cookie that was really torturous at the end but other than the gluten-free cookie that i had to eat it was it was a wonderful drive i i was thoroughly impressed with and it was sort of like in everything it wasn't just like they made this one bit better they made it Across the board, everything's a little bit better than it was before. Huge leap forward. If you drove the old one and you hated it, drive the new one. It's a totally different vehicle. It's a totally different vehicle. It's almost like just they started from scratch. I mean, they did start. Yeah, obviously. But it's it's definitely like forget the old HRV. The old HRV doesn't exist except in a passive memory we want to forget about. Slightly right. bearish. Um, but the new HRV is absolutely fantastic. If If you are in the market for a small SUV and you'd counted them out, 100% go drive the new HRV. It is absolutely astounding. I that is that was my biggest surprise. Um yeah. a car that was slightly less of a surprise to me on how good it was, but still absolutely blew me away was the Genesis G80 Sport. Okay. I don't I driven the G80. I, uh, I'm drawing a you blank. Drove the old G80. You haven't driven I drove, the new G80. That's what, like yeah, I feel like I've just driven there. the old one. So. Yeah. And the old one was good. I mean, it was good. It was fine. This whole nother level. Hold really in terms of honed in steering i mean ride comfortability check it is the complete package i would buy this car i would buy it did you just did it. you just lose the word comfortability comfortability did i just say comfortability i think you said comfortability comfortable that's okay i like that word i'm gonna go with it so it had high comfortability it did it did <laughs> i need to start drinking apparently it's, my, my jaws are tight we're recording this on a friday end of the day it's what it's what it is nicole it's what it is i know i'm so. going with it i'm going go ahead go ahead the comfortability of the of the genesis it's very it's very comfortable um it's it's actually fantastic the g80 sport um i cannot wait to get more time behind the wheel of it it was one of those ones i gave the keys back and i was like oh i really i could take this home and drive it every day it's there's not a lot of cars you and i get into where we're thinking that and this is very much like that and you know it's the same size as the bmw i4 but it is a completely different beast now i am excited the g80 electrified is coming Mm -hmm. which is yes that i'm really interested to see how that pairs up versus the i4 what i like what i don't like because they're kind of direct competitors the car, I feel like the I feel like not having driven the i4 but seen the i4 there's I I really like Genesis it's not that I dislike BMW but they I like the interior and the vibe and the feel of the Genesis so if they can maintain that and just put electric in there 
I feel like that would be my favorite of the two. Which one did you like? Like, which one do you think you would like better? I don't know because I hate their grills. The Genesis grill you hate? Well, no, there's the Genesis electrified grill. It's like oh. in the middle section, they just make it gray and hard. And like, now the buck teeth on the i4 aren't great, but like, I just, I, oh. I just, the, you know what it is? It's an industry problem with going electric. It's they don't know how to deal with the grills of their vehicles. Because unless it's a car that is from scratch electric, they plan for a grill because they're trying to make a gas-powered or hybrid ver- variant. And right. they just, like, black it out, and you're just like, oh, that's the, hmm. But, like, it, it's, it's like the EV6, the Kia EV6, we don't have that issue with. The Hyundai Onyx right. doesn't have that issue. It's just, like, I think it's just one of those generational things where we're stuck with these, like, ugly... Insert? It's the transition. We have this weird in transition period. It's like those cars are sort of like the junior high kid. They're not really kids anymore. They're not really young adults anymore. This awkward junior high kid. That's what cars are that have been gas engines that they're giving an electrified version of. That's that's how I just think of them. I think of that too. So uh, I was both impressed with and disappointed by Ram products. Oh, so I was impressed with the Ram fifteen hundred, which it's been a few years since it's come out. Yeah. To it, and I'm just like, man, this truck rides so well over the bumps. It's so easy to steer. And I just drove yeah. back to back with the Toyota Tundras, the new yeah. uh, two different Toyota Tundras. It's just really good. Like every time I get into, it, I mean, it's infotainment system. Like uh, the big screen, I still have issues with. Like I like the big screen, but it's not quite as accessible. Um, the Toyota system is a Toyota system. It's got that big screen, but it's 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 horizontal as opposed to vertical, which makes it different. But man, the right. Ram rode better. It's more comfortable. It's just I like the Ram fifteen hundred better. Um, disappointed by the Ram Power Wagon. Now, oh, why is that? Okay. What didn't you like about the Power Wagon? Let's talk about the Power Wagon. You and I have okay. impressive things with Power Wagon. We've winched ourselves up cliffs. We, we have driven it significantly off road. We're big fans generally of the Power Wagon. Now, that was five years ago. Power wagon's getting old, like, and you can feel it. You can feel it when you drive it. And we've all driven like heavy duty trucks and medium duty trucks. And we know like what it, you're supposed to have stuff in the bed. And, and and this is beside all that, like putting that aside, it's still like, it's hard to park. Visibility is a huge problem with it. Like I, I was, it was embarrassing me trying to put it into a really, spot. it is, it is like this narrow. gigantic beast of a vehicle. It's I big, mean, but you also, you can't see its proportions to like, like I was sitting like as high up as I could get, like looking over the hood and I said, yeah. it's just not nimble enough. And so I was like, okay, like you're not obviously pulling this in and parking it in super narrow space regularly, but like, it was just one of those things where I'm just like, oh, well there's, there's better out there. So, so it, it rides really rough compared to everything else in its class. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's just, there's some stuff where I was just like, I just, I don't like it as much as I used to. And I, I, okay. do, I don't think it's any less capable. I don't think it's any of that. I think it's just getting a little old. And so tr- I'm actually really excited to see what Ram does next because they have such a good package there with the 1500 in terms mm-hmm. of rideability and drivability that I'm excited to see how that translates. Cause I think they're going to hit the mark. That's what they usually do. Um, right. Yeah. That platform for, it just felt really old. Um, but still, I mean, still a great truck. So there's no reason you shouldn't buy it. It's just make sure you're driving, you know, a number of different things if you're out there looking for right. that. Um, that's fair. So that's how I felt about that. I was also disappointed by the Polestar 2. Really? So you and I drove the Polestar together in New Mexico? Santa Fe. Uh, yes. Santa Fe. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yes. And one of the things we did not like was the braking system. The regenerative braking system. And you and I drove up a mountain there. And we were both just like, this is not good. Um, yeah. 
I drove it in the city and I, and you know how like you can adjust regenerative braking a little bit and you're like, maybe it's better yeah. for city driving. Cause like the Ionic five has that and you're like, it's actually really good in city driving. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Was not convinced it's a city car either. And I really want to like the Polestar, but I will give them credit for this. They have installed Apple CarPlay. They have updated their system. That infotainment system you and i had so much trouble with on the launch oh it was so finicky completely different story now so they get a lot of credit for that because that's a huge a huge battle but the regenerative braking i cannot get behind it i had so many issues with it um that would hold me back from buying a polestar quite honestly it really would wow so that's wow and i like polestar i wanted i'm sad to hear that yeah and so we had i'm gonna look it up just for accuracy yes we had the polestar 2 single motor so that's what okay. I'm I don't have the package information there. Um, but yeah, I was disappointed. I wanted to like it more. But that is what it is. Uh. For cool factor, Genesis GV60 was by far, by far the most tech forward and coolest car. You can do like it can read your fingerprints. It can do facial recognition. I mean, it's just really cool. They've got that orb in the center that evolves into oh my god that's so cool it's like this fancy like i'm in the future in star trek and it's all electric and it's just like it's 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 like a breath of fresh future coming in and it's just so cool (laughs) to see so i really enjoyed that um that was kind of my cool factor car um so the that's kind of the opposite though of what you drove on your road trip last week you drove the expedition yeah, not just the Ford Expedition, the Ford Expedition Max. I have the long wheelbase. You cannot possibly get... I haven't looked at the exact measurements. I feel like I was driving the biggest SUV that's ever been made in the history of SUVs. Like, when I turned the wheel, it was like, coming about, I'm still turning. Wait, hold on. Hold on, turn one more turn. Here we go. <laughs> it was like docking a cruise ship. All right. Well, you didn't cruise with it. You went up to the White Mountains with your family. We'll talk about that when we get back from break. We are back from break. Nicole is on a road trip. Another one. That's what she does. Yeah. She just drives everywhere now. I do. Without me. You, I do. You've taken a number of road trips without me lately, and I'm glad that we're taking one together next week. So I don't feel as lonely. I know. This week, it's funny. I take one without you at the beginning of this week, and then I take one with you at the end of this week. So all will be right with the world by the time Friday gets here. Fantastic. All right. So we're, so you went up to the White Mountains in the cruise ship yes. that is the Ford Expedition. Yes, the cruise ship that is the Ford Expedition Max. Um, this thing is huge. It is the it is the SUV you want when you have a large family or you plan on bringing like everybody's kids with you everywhere you go, and you need an obscene amount of cargo room, and you just want something gigantic. Um, that is what this is. I had asked for a three row SUV as my loaner that week because I was taking my whole family which is four of us, plus my older daughter's boyfriend, which makes it five. Plus we had our dog. Now, lest Ford have a conniption fit for putting a dog in their car, our dog is the size of a small cat and he stayed in his little carrier. He weighs like a <laughs> he's pound barely and a, half, a dog. Right? He weighs like a pound and a half, two pounds. He- like genuinely no, he's big now he's big now he's 3.2 pounds. I mean, don't is, was that immediately upon eating that you weighed him. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> he's adorable so he's adorable but he is the tiniest little thing on the entire planet he is so tiny so he sat in his little carrier and then we had all our stuff because we rented an airbnb with my husband brother and his family so we had a lot of food to bring up all of our family and i wanted something big what was amazing was not only did we all fit in here but we fit in there and it was it was as if well do you want does anyone else want to ride with us like we had so much room there was so much room left over for cargo. It wasn't even remotely full with our stuff for all of us for the weekend. 
So driving this up, we drove it um, almost like two and a half hours north into the White Mountains. First surprise was, you know, Airbnb, which by the way was amazing. I had this gorgeous view, huge building, had a, had the room for everyone and just glass windows all looking over the mountains. What's not necessarily listed, weren't quite clear. There's a class six road that you can optionally take, but your GPS doesn't think it's an option. So it will route you there over this road. So we're driving and I'm like, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, classics, I'm like, are you taking me the right way? I'm saying to Russ, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's this dirt road. And it's not like you have to be like a hardcore off-roader, but this is not a maintained road. So classics roads in New Hampshire are just sort of like, it's a dirt road through the goodness of the hearts of the people who use it. We will clear a tree here and there. We will make sure that, but it's not maintained. So you're getting this very rough dirt road. And it was pretty rough. There were some spots where it was like, it was rutted. There were a few places that had been a little bit washed out. So it wasn't real, you know, kind of rocky and gravelly. Um, we had a tree that had fallen down that somebody had recently cut with a chainsaw and was pushed just far enough to the sides that just that the little expedition squeezed through. Um, I want to say that it was like, oh gosh, am I going to make it? It was so much fun driving this great big beast of a car on a, on a dirt road. I may have driven with more speed than they might have recommended, but since the classics road, there's not really a speed limit. It's not like it was going 85 miles an hour, but I'm like, let's see what this will do. It was so, it handled so well. The rest of the trip, I'm like, can we go back that way? I know you've now found the actual paved road. Can we not take that? Can we continue to take the dirt road? The funniest part of this is my brother-in-law is a very tentative driver and he's very nervous about taking his car for it. He has a Wrangler, Eileen. Guess who I lost in the background as I was driving my giant Ford Expedition? I look, I'm like, where, where, where'd he go? <laughs> just stop and wait for him because he couldn't keep up. I was like, bless his heart. <laughs> Maybe he should be driving a Camry over that road. Now, is it a road you would take a Camry on? Because uh, you and I understand. Okay. You'd have to go very slow in the Camry. Could you and I do it in a Camry? Yes. But you'd have to go, <laughs> go slow because, I mean, like normal human or us, you and me, <laughs> sure, no problem. Regular folks, probably not. Because there were enough spots where it was just like, it was, it was, you know, little like puddles of water that you had to kind of go up high on the left that you would have to go up high a little bit to avoid bottoming out your car. There was a little bit more if you didn't have a decent amount of ground clearance. You would bottom out in a few spots. Nothing where you're like crawling plates. over rocks or anything. Yeah, so a Camry with skid plates is where it's at. That's basically what we're talking about here. A Camry with skid plates, yeah. I, I really think yeah. if Toyota made that, they need to just for you and me and we're like, we will show you what this thing can do because we did it without <laughs> skid plates a lot of stuff, so. Um, so we, so this was a fantastic feel. I mean, to be able to take it that many people, that much luggage, we actually did do that little bit of off-roading a little bit, little bit, but still it was very capable. was fine. Um, to be able to drive it around up there and everyone's comfortable. It was super easy to get out of that third row. There's caption shares in the second row, getting in and out of the third row. It, people just hopped right in and out. It wasn't that like, wait, they're in the back. Hold on a second. They've got to get out. Boom. They got right out of the third row, which is a big thing. I had exactly two real complaints about this vehicle. Ooh. One, the cup holders. You know how the cup holders have the little, little sort of grippy things on the inside. So if you put a yes. Diet Coke can, they grab your Diet Coke, but then you shove a big gulp in there and they sort of expand out. They don't really expand out very well. So I shove my large drink in there thinking they will just expand. They do not. So they squeeze my large drink, my large Oof. vanilla latte. Exactly. Oh, exactly like, like that. The, the lid shot off the oh. top of the cup and I have coffee. 
And then as my daughter laughs at me, she goes to put her cup in and it almost does the same thing. So both of them. So we struggled with that. And it wasn't just that one, like there was nothing in it. It wasn't like it was sticky or something. And yes, I did clean up all the coffee I spilled, but it was it, it, the cup holders don't let you easily shove a cup in there. I'm like, what a strange yet unbelievably annoying thing. Yeah. So I noticed that when we were on, drove the expedition up to Michigan, where we were at Mackinac, we got that giant plate sized donut, which was like one of the best donuts I've ever eaten in mm-hmm. my entire life. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that because I had a, a cup of hot cocoa in a styrofoam container. I remember trying to wedge it in there and being like, this yeah, crack. So I ended up holding it for like, and I think I ended up putting it in the door, like in the bottom of the door once it got like halfway. But yeah, right. it's like one of those things you're like, this is a solution we did not ask for because it doesn't really work. But um, yeah, that's one of the very few complaints. I've. I mean, that, that SUV is super comfy. It's super comfy. And my only other complaint, it was funny because I managed to do this. My husband managed to do this and so did my 18 year old daughter. So the fancy um, dial that is on the infotainment screen, it looks like it, but like from a hockey, like it makes me think of an air hockey that's puck, the, like on a same, table. It's the same large screen that's in the Ford Mustang Mach-E. So it's that giant, yes. per, a giant screen with like the little attached little hockey puck that turns. Right. So everybody uniformly thought it was weird. In fact, two people thought it actually looked like it should move. Like you should be able to like unhook it put it somewhere else and do something with it, right? I'm like, no, it doesn't move. But the thing is, if you grab it and you're not looking right at it, all three of us had inadvertently grabbed that dial, but because there's touchscreen functions located very close to the dial, we managed to tap the touchscreen functions with the tips of our fingers. And we actually like adjusted things. I'm like, and I did it more than once. My husband went to grab it. Kit went to grab it. We'd all had it. So that was a weird thing. And it wasn't like, we. I'm like, okay, three different people three different situations, one driver, two of them were passengers, all of us did it. So it wasn't that weird. I'm like, okay, this really is an issue because enough of us did it that we all managed to do it. So that was my other complaint. That was a genuine like, okay, that's sort of a user thing. But the couple do things, seriously, man, I couldn't believe how much that was driving me nuts. Every time I went to put another cup, it was like wedge it until it stopped and then slowly wedge it the rest of the way in if it was large. Otherwise, it just, it would squeeze and screw up your cup and then shoot things out. And it was not, but like, I just want to clarify one more time. All the coffee and soda was cleaned up. It splooshed out of the top of our various cups. <laughs> well, and that's, and so back to the screen, like, like the sploosh is one thing, but back mm-hmm. to the screen, like, <laughs> it's, it's relatively easy to use screen. It's, it's easily functionable. It makes sense. But that thing just, you can tell it's attached. Yes. You can tell it's kind of like an afterthought where they had to come up with a solution because people are like, oh, I need to be able to adjust my volume um, with, with an actual tangible control. Uh yeah yeah it's it's and if i always end up hitting the center of it when i'm driving and the center of it turns the screen oh and so you're like you're like and then you're distracted even more because you're like what did i do what did i touch what's going on or did the screen just die and it's the screen the way that ford has set up the sync system it's it's really easy to use but it does bring with it some trouble when it's on that screen with touching different things and 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 i did have i'm gonna i'm gonna Mention one other thing that is like, it's a fluke. So I like, I'm going to make a criticism, but I want to be clarify. Like, I don't think every Ford Expedition is going to do this. I had a problem with my infotainment screen where it died on me at one point, briefly, where the whole thing just, it just was, I got back in the car and it was, this is before we left and I had no, no infotainment screen and nothing I could could do could make, I even tried like, okay, what if I hit, you know, voice talk, could I make it wake, nothing could wake it up. Once I got home, the car was turned off, kind of like your computer, and turned back on again. I had my infotainment screen back. So, I'm not, and I don't want it to sound like, you know, this horrible thing. Flukes happen in cars, and that was a fluke. But the reason I wanted to point it out and mention something about it was because all the HVAC is in that screen. 
if you can't get to your infotainment screen, whatever temperature you set when you left the car, I hope you were happy with that because that is the temperature you're going to get when you get back in the car. You can't adjust your HVAC. So it really made me think about how the touchscreen functions and things that should have both touchscreen and maybe an extra set of buttons to control things because you can't, like there's things you want to adjust. It was kind of just like eh, sort of a nuisance for us because it was warm and I couldn't get the AC a little colder. But if it was winter and you were stuck and you couldn't get your heat on, that's a bigger issue. So it was just one of those like user things. It seems like a great idea to have everything shoved into that screen. But then if anything goes wrong with that, you can't control very basic functions in your vehicle. Or like the opposite, where I think if it's in the winter and you've got the heat on blast because you're just warming up and then you're driving right? five miles and you're peeling off clothes because there's nowhere to pull over because there's like snow built up on the side of the road and it's exactly. all safe. Like there's, there's, yeah, I agree with you. So yeah. I, I am a fan of dual controls. I, I just think yeah. it makes best sense. I think it's safer. Um, And I do not like using voice controls. I don't, and I don't know if no. it worked with your system the way it was, because I mean, that's all connected. So like nothing, I, like, I had yeah. nothing. I couldn't try. I was like, wonder what random things, if there's anything, like if there's a glitch that I can get it to, to like, oh, hey, here I am. I'm awake now. Nope, nothing. Voice controls, nothing. I had no audio. I had nothing could make it work. Nothing. That's disappointing. But overall, for yeah. Expedition Max. Overall, I loved it. So I, I, it was more just, I, I want to make, like, I, I feel bad to mention something that's like a thing that went wrong like that because it doesn't happen all the time and it can happen. It's, I don't want it to seem like it's like, I think it's going to happen in every Ford Expedition. It was more a lesson for me. And this is why you should consider putting hard buttons underneath the touchscreen. But if you want a great big vehicle to take your whole family everywhere all the time, including your dog that's the size of a cat, this is the vehicle. A very, very small cat. A kitten. <laughs> a very small cat, but definitely not the size of a normal dog. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. All right. So you did that road trip. Next week, we teased a little bit. You and I are going on a road trip. We're going to, you're going to fly to Atlanta and meet me at the airport. Our planes get in like five minutes apart, which means one of us will inevitably be an hour late. Um, of course. Because that's duh. how that goes. Um, we've actually, so the Hyundai Tucson that we are driving has actually already arrived in my driveway because they Excellent. didn't want us to be late, even though we're not leaving until Wednesday. <laughs> so they dropped it off <laughs> today, <Covered> their bases. <laughs> which is like oh, five days early. Um, so it is already here waiting for us. It is white. Um, but yeah, so we will um, we will be driving from Atlanta to Asheville, which is just shy of four hours if you don't make any stops. Um, we will inevitably make stops. We are going to have pizza. Of course we will. We're going to have um pie because that's what we do. And not just pizza pie, but pizza and pie. We have to find a pie place. I need to research that. Like real pie or pizza pie? No, we're going to have pizza and pie. Two oh, that's pizza. fine with me. Yes, I know I know it is. I planned it. <laughs> I'm like I'm planning, <laughs> without your consent, but knowing that you would give your consent. Um so yeah, so we're gonna drive up to Asheville. We're going to go do some off-roading at Biltmore. We are going to drive the new Hyundai Palisade and a few other Hyundai SUVs. We're gonna stay at a hotel that I don't think either of us has stayed at in Nashville before. Or not Nashville, Asheville. Asheville. Very what different than Nashville. Very different. Very you know, different. It's, it's a different <laughs> scene. It's a similar crowd, different scene. Um, far less bachelorettes, uh, if all goes as planned. That, so that's, that's the hope. Yeah, that's the hope. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we're doing in Asheville. And then we will drive back to Atlanta. I'll drop you off and we will embark on our next big adventure after that. That's our next big adventure because there's always another one we will see you next week if we don't see you in Atlanta or Asheville on our way up to visit Hyundai mm-hmm.